You are listening to The Riding, NFL DFS podcast with Pat James. Welcome, everybody, to the Ride In NFL DFS podcast. Today, we are going to talk my favorite best ball rounds 9 through 12 targets. But first, drafters.com. I'm even falling more in love with drafters.com than I was in previous podcasts. I know I mentioned to you how you could create custom leagues with your friends, you know, create two QB leagues or 10 flex leagues, anything like that. It's pretty cool. Um, loving the lobby leagues as well for NFL, but they just started putting up PGA contests as well. Um, you could play, you could draft, or you could also play um, a tiered game where you pick certain players from a tier, similar to how they do it on DraftKings. But just awesome. Use the promo code PAT at deposit and get 50% on your deposit. All right. Let's get into my favorite rounds, 9 through 12, best ball targets. If you haven't, go back and listen to rounds 1 through 4 and 5 through 8. Also have podcasts up on my favorite targets in those rounds as well. So, once we start getting into the double-digit rounds, this is kind of where I am shooting for a little bit of a ceiling. Um, you know, in rounds one through eight, I like to mix in floor and ceiling, guys. But once we get to round 10, uh, 9, 10, and beyond, you're really not going to find a ton of guys that are steady, you know, 12 to 15-point producers weekly, right? Those guys are basically scooped up by this point. So in round nine, I'm really looking heavily at Jamison Crowder. And you might think that, you know, he is someone that you would think of as not really an upside guy. He's a, you know, a slot receiver, possession receiver. But I think this year he has a chance to really put up some big games. Um, I think the Jets are going to be in negative game script a lot. You know, I think they're going to be trailing a lot and Darnold is going to be Slinging the ball. So I really like him in PPR formats. Robbie Anderson's gone. That opens up some targets. And, you know, Darnold's absence hurt him a ton last year. He had 17 targets in week one and then kind of fell off the map. Didn't have much chemistry with some of the backups the Jets brought in. But I think this year, I mean, if you just extrapolate the games that Crowder and Darnold played together, it was. Um, a completely different story than the full season picture. So I think with Darnold healthy, the game script, and you know him being pretty much the alpha receiver now in New York, Jamison Crowder is someone that I'm definitely looking at coming off the board um, in rounds 9 and 10. Now, I use the ADP from Best Ball 10s because I think that's what most people play. Uh, but you know, depending on the site that you use, depending on um, the format that you play in, there might be a little bit difference uh, in round, but for the most part, these players should be going around exactly where I say that I'm targeting them. The second player is Marvin Jones. Now, you guys already know that I'm extremely high on the Lions offense. Um, on my uh, prop betting podcast a few weeks ago, I told you that one of my biggest bets for this season is Matthew Stafford, comeback player of the year. Love Kenny Galladay. Um, even TJ Hawkinson, really. If, if you want to go that far, I'm just high on this Lions offense uh, in general. 
Um, Jones has a tendency to have his stats come in chunks. You know, he's one of, I think, only two players to have multiple four touchdown games um, in the NFL. Um, and, you know, Stafford looked awesome in the first half of the year last year. Uh, their MO, the Lions' MO, is to push the ball downfield. So I think we're going to see, um, you know, some big games from Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. I love stacking Jones with Stafford um, and even Galladay, to be honest. You know, if you can get, you know, Galladay in the third, Jones in the ninth or tenth, and then Stafford somewhere after that, I think you'll be in good hands. And, um, you know, each week, I don't necessarily know if Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay are going to have monster weeks together, but um, having both the one and two on the Lions, if the Lions offense were to take a huge step forward, like I think, and Stafford's going to have a big year, um, I could see Jones and Galladay trading wide receiver one weeks, and, and that way you could have exposure to all of the Lions upside there. In round 10, Noah Fant, man, whoo-wee, he is a matchup nightmare. He's too big for safeties, he's too fast for linebackers, and what I love most about him is he can get the yards after catch. He's not a catch-and-fall ice box like a lot of tight ends uh, in the league. We've seen it last year. He can catch the ball on you know an underneath route, turn it upfield, and see you later. So Noah Fanton, round 10. This is definitely a year where I am either trying to get Kelsey or Kittle, potentially Zach Ertz if he falls to like round 4 or 5. But then from there, I'm, not, I, I'm staying away from the tight ends that are coming off the board in the rounds 5 through 10, 11 range. You know, I'm not a huge fan of Austin Hooper on the Browns. Hayden Hurst, okay, maybe. But guys like Jared Cook, uh, Evan Engram, those guys, not really too high on them. I think we can either, uh, you know, we could take a barbell approach to tight ends this year, either, you know, heavy in the beginning or heavy late. Um, and that brings me to my next player, Mike Gesicki. Much of what I just said for Noah Fant, is true for Gesicki as well. Big red zone target, athletic freak, matchup nightmare. Had a huge year coming down the stretch uh, in the second half of the season. And, and I think the, the the Dolphins' offense, whether it's with Fitz or Tua, is going to be, uh, you know, much underrated. I should say. So he's one player that I don't think I have uh, much of an issue with. You know, again, game flow. I think that um, the Dolphins, you know, could be trailing in a lot of games, but I'm really high on their offense taking a step forward here, whether it's with Fitz or Tua, um, you know, and a healthy Devontae Parker, a healthy Preston Williams, I think, you know, Matt Burita. I really think that I, uh, I'm i going to be, I'm going to have a little bit more exposure than most people to the Dolphins offense this year. In round 11, what do you know? Matt Stafford, everything I just said for Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, right? They're pushing the ball downfield. He was on fire before getting hurt last year. I think, you know, that he's going to have success as long as he stays healthy. I love stacking Galladay and Jones and scooping up Stafford in round 11 or 12 as well. I'll even go saying, like, I'll reach around early for Stafford if I already have Galladay or Jones on my team. Um, staying in the NFC North. I really like Anthony Miller this year. You know, the only thing holding him back last year, I really think, or, you know, through his career have been injuries. He played a lot of the season hurt. 
he averaged five catches for 70 yards when he was healthy. So I think, you know, whether it's Foles or Trubisky, I really think Miller is a solid uh, number two receiver in that Bears offense. You know, the I feel like the Bears moving on from Gabriel, um, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller. But Anthony Miller, I really believe, is going to take a huge step this year. And then Golden Tate. Listen, I believe in 4 for 4 John. You know, John Paulson over at 4 for 4 one of the most accurate rankers year over year. Uh, one of my colleagues at 4for4.com. He has Golden Tate ranked much higher than the consensus. Uh, and I'm uh, being that I'm a Daniel Jones backer in best ball, I really think that I am going to have a lot of Golden Tate as well. Being that I'm a Notre Dame guy, you know, it just makes sense for my biases. And, you know, uh, my biases are being confirmed with 4 for 4 John's ranking of him. You know, he's another run after the catch guy. He'll catch a lot of short passes and turn them into 15, 20-yard gains. Um, I like the whole Giants offense, but I just think Tate's going a little bit underrated. Shepard, concussion history. Um, Darius Slayton only flashed for half a season. Uh, So I think Golden Tate is a little bit underrated here, and I will be scooping him up in that around, uh, you know, around the 11-12 turn there, hopefully. In round 12, staying with the Dolphins offense, Preston Williams. Man, he was absolutely dynamite before getting injured, and I think he will return to that form. He was a really highly coveted uh, college prospect, you know, ended up at Colorado State, same you know, same reasoning really for Mike Kosicki with the, the game script and just I think the Dolphins offense with Fitz or Tua, whomever it is, I just think that they are just going a little bit underrated this year as an offense. I like a lot of their pieces and I think that they can score some points and potentially, you know, need to play catch up and pepper Williams and Gesicki and Parker with targets. And the last player I'm going to talk about today is Duke Johnson. You know, J.J. Zacharyson came up with, you know, a profile for late round running backs that you should target. And Duke Johnson kind of fits that. He's he's very good receiving back. Um, he's in a backfield where there isn't a clear cut, you know, number one. Like we could say that David Johnson is obviously the number one back in Houston, but are they going to use him like a number one back? Is he going to uh, hold on to that job for the entire season? Is he going to be effective? And, you know, is that going to cause the Texans to maybe, if they see some inefficiencies there, go to Duke Johnson a little bit more, throw the ball a little bit more. The other thing is I think the Texans are going to be in hurry-up, catch-up mode um, a lot this year. So I think Duke Johnson's going to be on the field catching passes uh, more than expected. Okay, that will do it. Quick one today for the rounds 9 through 12 Best Ball Targets podcast. Keep your eyes out for round 12 and beyond. That'll be coming out in the next few days. Also, hopefully you guys uh, listen to the PGA podcast with Matt Jones and myself. Man, pretty much everybody that we mentioned is hovering around the top of the leaderboard at this point. So, Hopefully they can hold on over the weekend and we can all, uh, you know, next week when we talk Travelers Championship, talk about how we cash some tickets. All right. 
enjoy your weekend and look out for the best ball rounds 12 and beyond as well as PGA podcasts in the very near future.